everybody, welcome to Hooperize. We're so excited you can be with us this past weekend. We had the privilege of hanging with our friend Danielle and you guys get to hear some incredible inspiration from her and her story today. Yeah, it was a great interview. We had a lot of fun. Danielle has a powerful story mm -hmm. and uh, we're just so grateful for her and uh, for, for being able to talk to her. We got the whole family here, as you can see. So thank you, thank you to Nate and Addie, our special guest hosts for this episode two. So enjoy episode two. Let us know if you have any questions or comments. You can always write us at hopearisepodcast at gmail.com. That's hopearisepodcast at gmail.com. Addie, do you have something to say? Have a great week, everyone. We love you. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless. Bye. Danielle, thanks for joining us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So I thought we'd start off by talking about how we know you yeah. and how we met you, which is obviously through Discover Church. We'll give Discover Church a little shout out. Please, if anyone is looking for a place to go on Sunday mornings for some fun, some energy, some kid entertainment. Some Sussex County some verbiage. Some Sussex County verbiage, yes. yes. Check us out. Straight South up. Bedford Street. Discover Church. <laughs> Enjoy so, because Danielle goes there. That's right. And that's how we met. Yeah. Actually, we met when um, back when we were meeting Sussex Central High School, right? Mm -hmm. Before yes. we got into yeah. it. We did, because I had to do a whole reminder of like how long I had actually been going there. And I realized, I was like, well, I was like, who was pregnant? I was like, someone was pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, all I remember is like, when we were doing it, um, you guys, the day I showed up, were both um, on stage. And then I just remember looking and I was like, Holy Kiana, like, I didn't think that, like, she was pregnant if she turned sideways, and I was like, I hope she doesn't have this baby today. <laughs> I'm not prepared. <laughs> so fun. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Like, do you have kids, married? So I am married. I've been with my husband since 2011. Wow. Um, we have two kids, Liam and Sadie. Liam is 10. Sadie is 7. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I get their ages right. <laughs> Um, I am a stay-at-home mom. I have been able to do that since I had Sadie. I left work and didn't go back. Mm -hmm. The intention was to go back, but plans changed. Yeah. yeah. So we ebbed and flowed with it. Um, stay-at-home mom, and I hear, as of today, I found out you're a um, chicken mama, too. Right? I am a chicken mama. <laughs> yes. I am, and they all have names. Don't play. <laughs> they all have names. All six of them. So fun. But Rue wasn't Rue. Rue was like Elsa. Okay. And, you know, now it's a boy, so. <laughs> New name. Okay. That's funny. So there's one thing that we always joke about ever since we've hung yeah. out the first time, and that's the whole thing. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everyone's fine. fine. Nothing's yeah. on fire. It's fine. Right. The and even when fine. things are on fire, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. We'll just get some water. Right. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that has just been a little cliche phrase that yeah. we've always joked about, but it's kind of like your signature phrase. It is absolutely yeah. my signature phrase. I'm making a shirt. I am going to make a shirt. <laughs> Why didn't you bring the shirt today? I'm telling you, like I had the cricket I mean, ready to go. We got video here. <laughs> we could have like, come on. Now. I need like right? the biggest, boldest print though. Like it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. I'm going to lose it the day you walk into church with that. I'm doing, I'm a, it's that's, that's And I'm going to make sure it's like neon. So like, you can't miss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. So what we thought we'd actually dive into today is what happens when it's not fine? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when we say it's fine, it's fine, but the truth is we go through seasons and times in our lives when it is not fine. Nothing is going as we plan. 
the unexpected happens mm -hmm. and some of those things happened in your journey along the way so we we're gonna let you take some time tell us about that and okay yeah. um, so this happened in 2016 it was Thanksgiving mm -hmm. um, I remember that day was just kind of weird like I kept feeling like I was almost drooling but I wasn't and every time I would like wipe my face, I'm like, what is wrong? Hmm. And, but I never came to the understanding that like the left side of my face was numb. And that's why I felt like I was drooling because the sensation was different from the right to the left. Hmm. Um, I went Black Friday shopping. It's a tradition I've always done. Um, and probably like three or four in the morning, I came to the understanding. I was like, my face feels different from one side to the other. My best friend at the time was like, why are we shopping? I was like, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I went home, I went to bed. Um, I've worked in healthcare, that's what I've done since I was in high school, I went to Sussex Tech, and mm -hmm. so we started in HealthPro, so having been in health professions most of my adult life, like I just assumed that it was something simple, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Went home, went to bed, my husband was furious when he found out that like I came home with it. Mm -hmm. um, we went to the ER the next day, uh, things got quite serious quickly. Um, they did an MRI because at the time they kind of thought that maybe it was just like a cold. They thought there was some pressure on the sinus nerves and that's why I was having this numbness. Come to find out that was not the case. Mm -hmm. um, the MRI showed that I had a very large acoustic neuroma is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Schwann cell neuroma or an acoustic neuroma. Um, it's basically a tumor that deals with the auditory area, so your hearing mm -hmm. area. Hmm. So a lot of people that are diagnosed with it, one, are not 28, mm -hmm. two, um, it's normally small. Mm -hmm. It normally affects balance before it affects hearing mm -hmm. or before it affects being numb. Um, I didn't have any of that. Mm. It just showed up numb. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so they basically were like, okay, we can't deal with that. We're in Sussex County, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you have to leave. Which I was really, really blessed. I had got aligned things in such a good way that the doctor that was on that day um, was someone I knew and he said like you need to go to Philly there's a guy who specializes in mm -hmm. it like this is where you need to go mm -hmm. and he kind of road mapped it for me like from there out like I was in good placement of what needed to be done mm -hmm. we left we were able to come home once we had gone to Philly they kind of did some investigating of what was going on because it was really close to my spinal cord um, so down here, of course, there was some panic of, you know, we need to take care of this like yesterday. And yeah. when we got up there, it was like, yeah, we need to take care of it, but we don't have to do it right this second. Like you can mm -hmm. go kind of get your ducks in a row. Um, it was interestingly timed. I think God has his own sense of humor in certain ways and, and in others, it's just his timing. Mm -hmm. um, I had just started going back to church. I had a really rough stint in middle school to high school with church and I wasn't super dealing with it at that point. Mm -hmm. I was just angry and I was like, I just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But we had sent our oldest to Lighthouse Christian School. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you can't put your kid in here and not walk the walk that you're talking the talk. Like mm -hmm. you have to do this. So we had just, I had gone back. Phil wasn't even going to church with me at the time. Yeah. Um, so I had just gone back to church. And so of course, like at that moment when life kind of flips on its head like you don't really know what's coming or going your concern obviously as a mom goes to like what is this going to look like for my kids like what's the prognosis what's going to happen which the prognosis was really good um we didn't have the issues of it being cancerous like thank god mm -hmm. we did have the issue that most people when they find a tumor it's small so treatment is 
is pretty easy. Okay. It's like, you know, you get radiated or you get a quick surgery and they're able to remove all or most of it. None of that was going to be the case for me. Um, it was considered, I can't remember the word that he used, but it was like excessively large mm. and in a very young person. Most of the people they see are in their 60s, sometimes in their 70s, for it to be this size. Wow. I was 28. Wow. So he was like, I don't really have the answers you're going to want. And he's like, all I can tell you is we're going to do everything we can. I'm like, okay. So, so, so just pause right there for a second. I, I just want to kind of get your state of mind. Like from when that discovery of what was going on, what was really going on, that this wasn't just cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how did you respond to that kind of news? I think you go on autopilot. Like it's almost mm -hmm. like a checklist of like, here's what I need to do because like, my husband was sitting in the ER with me, which oddly enough, he had been joking around that like, oh, you're just probably messed up in the head. And then we get this result back. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like, I looked down and I was like, so funny. And he's wow. like, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm wow. like, okay, sir. Wow. But um, I, I think that you kind of go on autopilot. I definitely hit my knees. I can remember going to church when we got home. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, um, Terry, I can't remember her last name. But she was mm -hmm. the principal for Lake House and she was mm -hmm. also at church and she was like, I can remember telling me like, if you need to go and use my like, my garage, you can go and scream. And I'm like, I don't have to scream. Like I wasn't upset. I think I was just like numb. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to think or what to do, except that we all needed to be praying. We all needed to be thinking about like what was to come next. Like if this is what we have to do, what is that going to look like? Yeah. Um, and we're not, we're not in control. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I do wholeheartedly believe that God aligned exactly where I was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. There's no way that like the ER doctor that night was someone I knew that knew who to send me to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He could have sent me anywhere. Mm -hmm. And no one closer was going to have been a specialist in that specific tumor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he was like the doctor I got was with his pretty blue eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I think um, I took, because we did get a couple weeks. So that was from Thanksgiving. We were there overnight. We got released the next day, which I was clawing at the walls. Because at the time I had been like, I just started working out again, trying to get like mom life back under control. Like Sadie was only a year and a half. Wow. So I had just stopped nursing her. I was trying to get everything back under control. And then everything kind of blew up mm -hmm. underneath of me. So there was no like stability anymore. Mm -hmm. So I went to church trying to get my alignment because I'm like, you know, for all of my youth, that's where my stableness was. Mm -hmm. It was like, when all else fails, you hit your knees. You ask God, you go, I can remember TJ telling me at one point in church, he was like, you can't just ask once. Like, you have to be that incessant child that comes back over and over and over. And yeah. he's like, you just have to keep asking. So, yeah. like, I feel like in that time, like, I was trying to be that person without even knowing that's what I needed to be. Right. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I needed him. Mm -hmm. I needed his guidance. I would listen to songs that were just, they would make you cry. They would make you smile. They brought all the emotions all mm -hmm. at one time. But I knew that that was my moment of worshiping. That was my moment of release. That was my way of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. because I didn't need to yell. I didn't feel like I needed to do anything except mm -hmm. I needed to get through it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was. I was like, I just, I have to get past this point because I don't think I even looked past the moment of surgery. Like I was just like, okay, this is what we have to do. Like, this is where we're at. So we did. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, so 
another way of, of thinking about that, would you say, I mean, did you feel like you had like this, because what I'm hearing is like, you just had this singular focus. Very much. To walk through this. And I think, I remember it was when we were sitting with Danielle a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, or I just felt like, I really felt like the Lord kind of gave me this word of just, just like this strength that's upon you mm-hmm. and, and just hearing your story and just seeing the strength that you walked with over the course of that mm-hmm. time. But, but uh, what I'm hearing now is just like this, you had just like this focus to get through. Yeah. I did not feel strong. Like, I think that I felt like everything was crumbling at that mm-hmm. time. Like I felt like the things that I thought I knew, I no longer could mm-hmm. rely on those things. <laughs> Um, except for God, like the things that I thought, even the people that I thought would be there through things, they weren't the things that I expected to happen because I don't really know that you can say you have a set expectation on when you're sick of what should happen. But I think that as humans, we have this innate thought that people are going to be something and we have Mm. expectations that I think are really unfair to put on people, but that you do. Mm. And then they fail you. And that's, when you get hurt. And that's Mm -hmm. why even in the church, like we fail people. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's why your reliance has to be on God. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge lesson for me is that like, you can't rely on humans Mm -hmm. because we fail. That's why we go to church. Mm -hmm. It's a place for the sick. Mm -hmm. Sure. So that was a big deal. I mean, that was a huge, I mean, that did not happen in Mm -hmm. a day. That didn't happen in a week. That didn't happen in a month. That took me years to get through. Yeah. Um, because the people that I really expected to be there, some of them absolutely were, Mm -hmm. I mean, they really were. And then some of the ones that I just would have never even thought twice were not. Wow. Um, so that was a big deal. Um, at the time I was going to church somewhere that I don't know that I felt super plugged in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was there. I certainly felt like my, my relationship with God was mending because Mm -hmm. I was very angry prior to, but, um, post-surgery like that was the only thing I was wanting to do I was like get back to church Mm -hmm. that was like my my goal so here I am with my walker because I didn't have hearing when I got out of surgery Mm -hmm. so there I am like (laughs) walkering it in I was like Lou I'm here guys (laughs) I'm back I was like it's fine it's all fine (laughs) it's fine here's a (laughs) t-shirt everything's good But I remember waking up though from surgery and like they had pretty much told me before we went into surgery that the likelihood of losing the hearing in that side was like an 80% rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kept begging. I was like, I just, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be there. And then like, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I woke up and of course, like, I don't know what I expected in my head, what I was going to look like from surgery, from brain surgery. <laughs> But I had like a huge wrap around my whole head. So like even waking up, I couldn't tell if I could hear or not because the wrap went around my whole head. Wow. So it took a whole day before they would take anything off for me to even assess if I could hear because you that muffled noise, you can't sure. discern, you just can't determine what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember being really disappointed um, because I was like, before we went to surgery, I had both kids talk to me in that ear, I'm gonna cry. I had both kids talk to me in that year because I was like, this is the last time I'm going to hear from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I woke up, I remember that I just kept saying, this is God's plan. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking like, there's a reason this is happening. And mm-hmm. I know that I might not know it now. 
Come on. But it's gonna happen. Yeah. And I don't know, I still don't know if I know what the reason that all of it happened was, except that somewhere someone's gonna need that. Someone's mm -hmm. going to need to know that, like, even in those moments that really suck. Yeah. I mean, they really, really yeah. suck. I had to learn to walk again. Mm -hmm. It was just like everything that you thought you knew was just kind of like mm -hmm. it wasn't. Um, but I still hear my kids, so there is there's good. Yeah, there's really good things. Like, yeah, I don't have the hearing in the one ear, but I do have it in the other. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm able to be with them. I'm able to run with them. I'm able to mm -hmm. do things that waking up like that wasn't. That's not how it was. I mean, mm -hmm. waking up, I was like. How am I gonna get from A to right, B? Right. And I didn't wanna be on the medicine. I was mm -hmm. adamant that like all the medicine they were trying to hand, I was like, I don't know if I really need all this. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. it's fine. They're like, no, you're probably gonna need this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you sure? Um, but I think, I think even in those moments, Phil was able to see like, Phil was my rock. I mm. give the man credit. Men are not destined to have long hair and wash it. I'm here to tell you. And my <laughs> hair was long at that point. So here we are, like, trying to go in the shower room, like, mm. with a walker in this, like, tiny bathroom with my six-foot-two large husband. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're going to have to wash my hair. And he's like, you have staples in your head. I'm like, it's fine. Oh, let's wash my hair. Wow. So, I wow. mean, it, you certainly get grounded when things mm. are crazy. You certainly... Yeah have to remember that this moment is just this moment mm -hmm. yeah tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday you have mm -hmm. to find the good mm. um yeah that's something you told us too there's yeah. something that that you shared with us repeatedly when we were when we had coffee that day was you know you find the good and and yeah. i think there is a there's a perspective there of of gratitude and thankfulness because as you're speaking i'm just hearing this this gratitude this thankfulness that that you were never alone and that and then you just said you know when you you know find the good that there's always something that the lord is going to use or something that's going to come out of that situation that's meant for my good yes that you're going to bring it all together somehow god mm -hmm. you know and I think that I was, I have a very strong personality. Um, I've heard that since I was a little girl. I was very, I was very talkative as a little girl. I was mm -hmm. very strong as a kid. Once I had my mind made up, like it was <laughs> gone hell. Wow. Um, and so I think for me in mm -hmm. this journey, I think part of it was God teaching me patience mm -hmm. that none of this was on my schedule. No, this was penciled into my calendar. It wasn't highlighted. This is what was going to happen at this date. And we were going to do this recovery in this walk. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn that, you know, there are speed bumps. Mm -hmm. There are hills. There are valleys. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to hit your knees when you need to. And you have to be thankful when things are good. Mm -hmm. um, it's not always going to be roses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were never promised that. Mm -hmm. If anything, we've been told over and over that it's not going to be roses and we're going to have many trials and mm -hmm. that we're going to be tested many times mm -hmm. because when the devil sees that things are good mm -hmm. and that you are praising and you are happy, there has to be a speed bump. Mm -hmm. There has to be an interception because hopefully his interception will bring you back to where he wants you. Mm -hmm. And that didn't work out for him for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. If anything, I think I plugged in deeper. I left where I was and ended up at Discover because wow. that would have been... I guess in 1890, I guess that would have been like two years post-surgery. I think mm -hmm. I showed up at Discover. 
And the two-year post-surgery, I ended up having to go the following year and have fluid drained off my brain mm-hmm. because I had radiation yeah. after surgery. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for me, my specific tumor and the specific radiation aligned perfectly, which I think is the devil's plot, mm. um, that it blocked off the receptors in my brain of absorbing the extra cerebrospinal fluid that you mm-hmm. make every day. Okay. So the fluid just kept building to a point that I was in church and we were closing our eyes and bowing our heads and I was like, oh wow, the world's still moving. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, wow. I was like, I'll just stand here for a minute and then oh, like okay. I went and had it looked at and that's when they decided to go ahead and drain fluid, which at okay. the time they thought I was gonna have to have a permanent solution because they thought that, you know, with what I had going on, that mm-hmm. just draining the fluid wasn't gonna be a, a quick fix. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a quick fix of the interim, but we needed something long term, mm-hmm. which would have been a shunt, mm-hmm. which is a continual draining system. Okay. Um, I was very not wanting that. Shunts fail, they get clogged. You have to mm-hmm. go back and have more surgery. Like the last thing I wanted was another surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not feeling it. And I kept saying like, this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying like, this is not what God wants. Like, I know this is not the plan. Mm-hmm. I know this can't be the plan. Mm-hmm. Like we've already been through such a major loop. We've already been through radiation. Like I was finally in a good place. And I'm like, there can't be, this cannot be the answer. Mm-hmm. And we had the fluid drained. Everything went fine. Um, it was very painful. I don't suggest wow. doing that. Wow. <laughs> um, but when I went back, they did another scan two weeks after the fluid was drained to see what my levels were. And it was the same as when I had been in there. Mm. So when they had drained it, so nothing had gone back up. Um, So he was like, literally we were supposed to have surgery the next day. Um, I had talked to Pastor Curtis, we had prayed and he was like, you know, it's gonna be fine and everything's gonna be good. And you know, God's got this. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then like, I got the phone call, like he looked at the scan and he's like, we're gonna postpone surgery until we see if anything changes and nothing Mm. changed, Mm. nothing changed. So that is not for me, that is for God. Because I remember just begging, I'm like, and that's when TJ had told me, he's like, you can't just ask once. You have to be a toddler. Okay. (laughs) So like, I mean, I had repetitiously asked. I'm like, you know, I just didn't want that shot. Like, I just Mm -hmm. felt like all the information I could find and look on it, I'm like, nothing about this Mm -hmm. seems great. If I had to do it, I was going to do it. It was going to be fine. (laughs) We were going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't have to, like, I just, I really didn't want to go through that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're always on the brink right now that anything could change. Mm -hmm. So we live on what I call, like, the merry-go-round that just keeps going. (laughs) Because you never know when it's going to stop or something's going to break down. Like, we're just on this merry-go-round. And I don't know, I don't know the, the plan of it, except that, when I was going through radiation, I definitely was grateful um, mm-hmm. because I was able to kind of see perspectively at that point, like I wasn't in immediate danger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to look at it vastly different than mm-hmm. when I was having surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember just looking at people and thinking like, for some of these people, this was like their only avenue. Like they were just wow. being really hopeful. <clears throat> I'm hoping they were praying that they were gonna have a solution, but I knew that this was just a step in our journey. Like mm-hmm. I was gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really felt that I was gonna be okay. Like I had I had talked to the pastor at the time. I talked to his wife. I had a couple of friends that were within the church I was at when I went through it. Um, 
And I really felt at peace that, you know, as much as I didn't want to go through radiation because it's not something that you put on your bucket list, Mm -hmm. it was a step to try to keep me from having to go through surgery again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Surgery again runs a really high risk of paralysis of my face. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is something that I'm adamantly not trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, yeah, I think that I had found the piece that, you know, as difficult as it was walking into it, mm-hmm. I had come to understand that the the patience that God expected of me was to pray, mm-hmm. to talk to him, to communicate with him. Um, and it, it gave me the peace that I needed in the moments that I needed it. And the moments that were scary, I was able to go ahead and holler and scream through some worship music because mm-hmm. some of that you can just go ahead and get right on down oh, yeah. in the car by yourself riding oh, yeah. on the road. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I had found that peace in that um, mm-hmm. in that journey. Phil has been coming to church the last at least year, mm-hmm. if not more. Yeah. Um, I try to keep it level for him because I don't think you can push someone into that. Mm-hmm. I can't formulate a relationship for him. I can just put it in front of him. So the last question I have for you mm-hmm. um, is is one, and we sort of prep Danielle a little bit for this, but uh, you know. When people walk through seasons of loss or seasons of pain, just really hard things that they walk through, um, especially if you're if you're a believer, if you're someone you call yourself a Christian, or you know you have this kind of this God relationship. Sometimes people walk away saying, "These are all the things I've learned. You know, mm-hmm. these are the lessons I've learned. This is what I feel like God taught me." And you shared some of that with us, so I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of alter the question a little bit and ask you throughout the last five or six years, who do you feel like God has, has been to you through this season? So I kind of like, like look to the, like let's look at his nature for a second and who he is. And, and what, if you zoom back, uh, what do you see of his nature in the last few, in the last several years of your journey? I think he's a nurturer. Um, I think that he um, he met me at every place I was, whether I was mm-hmm. on the ground, whether I was standing and walking, whether I was happy, mad, sad, glad, yeah. didn't matter. Yeah. He was just there to to be there, mm-hmm. to say, like, it's okay to be mad. You mm-hmm. don't have to like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just have to kind of work through this together. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm walking side by side. Like, there was many times when I was like, I really need that visual of, like, the footprints in the sand because I know that I'm not here by myself as much yeah. as those moments feel heavy. Mm-hmm. You're not. Yeah. And the moments when it gets heavy, like, he was there mm-hmm. kind of, like, picking up the feet and walking mm-hmm. with me because there were days that, like, I just didn't know how I was going to get through that day. Mm-hmm. Um, there was moments, like, you're still a mom. Like, despite being sick, like, you're still a mom. You're still a wife. There's still yeah. things that have to happen. And I'm like how am I supposed to get this done? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to get out of bed today. Like, wow. I don't want to mm-hmm. function. I don't want to think. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you can, mm-hmm. you're here and you can. So let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lots of days that I would turn on music and I'm like, we're just going to sing through this moment because I don't feel like doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I had videos of the kids hollering songs and I'm like, mm-hmm. I think this is kind of showing what I do. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's fine. At least they're yelling good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do, I think he's a nurturer. I think that, you know, we all know that he's a loving God, but I think he's a nurturing God. Mm-hmm. You know, he's there to kind of put the band-aids on the moments that need it. Mm-hmm. And he's there to pull them off and help things heal when they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you, the the things I expected to happen mm-hmm. altered yeah. vastly. Um, 
Tracy and I at one point had met over coffee a couple years ago, mm. knowing that like a friendship had dissolved throughout this. And it was mm. a friendship that was really close to me. Mm. Um, and it took a long time to heal through that. And so it was like, I was dealing with sickness. I was dealing with loss mm. because that friendship loss was like a death. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I think that was part of his plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the friendship was not feeding his goal. Mm-hmm. And there was no way on earth that I would have let it go without going through what I went through. Mm-hmm. I would never have released it. That's just not who I am. Like once you're a friend, you're a friend for life. Like we'll figure it out. We'll work through it. And yeah. God, you know, in his persistence and his, his love was like, yeah, this bandaid's got to be ripped off and mm-hmm. you're going to have to deal. Mm-hmm. And he knows what's best for us. He mm-hmm. certainly knows best. He had yeah. aligned it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think wow. it's nurture. I think those moments are interesting and I can relate to them feeling like, okay, God, I'm going through this and mm-hmm. yet now you're taking this from me and hold on, you're making me walk through this and yeah. I feel like this, you know, all that at once. You sometimes feel like, okay, God, how much more can you stretch me? How much more can I carry? Yeah. How much more, you know? Yeah, because you're looking at it and you're just like the hill blips. Like, I've already been over this one and yeah. this one and this one. And I'm like, okay, we've hit the mountaintop. Like, mm-hmm. is there really any further that we can go with this? Sure, sure. <laughs> can we just come down? Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, but once you're at the top, it's almost like you are able to look back and you're mm-hmm. able to see, like, there are moments that genuinely were challenging yeah. in ways that are deep and soul-wrenching, mm-hmm. but I was able to rely on the one person who never fails. Yeah. You know, in the moments that, that sucked, yeah. he was there. Right. He was listening. You know, you could hear the words of, it's got to be okay. Wow. It's fine. <laughs> I think it was his words. Yeah. Um, but wow. yeah so what hope or encouragement would you give people mm. out there who are walking through um challenging physical experiences beyond their control go read ecclesiastes chapter three okay okay um because the whole the whole blip of there's a time for everything there's a season for everything yeah. i do i that is something from being like 14 mm-hmm. i had first read it and it has never not been applicable to life. Wow. Um, because there is a season. There's a time for joy. There's a time for sadness. There's a time, you know, that you're supposed to dig your feet in. And there's mm-hmm. a time that you're supposed to be uprooted. Like, there's just times for everything. Mm-hmm. And he already knows all of those times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as difficult as it is, I'm super type A. I have a very, like, planned, organized, these are the things we're doing. Yes, like, girl. We went to Disney and it was like super like, I mean, Phil was like, this was not vacation. I'm like, but I need to do all the things. But obviously when you hit a big, huge thing with being sick and having Mm. something major dropped in on you like that, you don't, you you can't be typing. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was God's lesson for me in that, you know, there's a lot of benefit to being type A, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of benefit to being flexible mm-hmm. and to being reliant on his plan. Mm-hmm. And knowing that at the end of the day, as much as we can plan, we can highlight, we can put it on different calendars. Right. It's not your calendar. Mm-hmm. It's his. Wow. And the thing I love about seasons is that they change. Yeah, yeah. They ebb and flow. Exactly. <laughs> That's the hope in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes they're longer. Sometimes they're shorter. But eventually the season does change and God walks us through it. And he does. And he's there loving you through it as long as you're willing to be open mm-hmm. to his love. I mean, he's never not there, but he's not going to bust the door down to give you the love. Yeah. You have to open it. 
Well, Danielle, we are really so thankful. We're just so appreciative that you would sit down with us. Um, thank you. Thank you for, for taking time. I know we, we got to do this a couple weeks ago, but um, on the ride to Amity, we were saying, or Tracy said, I wonder, it was before that, I wonder if, uh, if Danielle would, would be on the podcast mm-hmm. with us and would talk to us. I don't know, we just have to ask her and kind of feel it out. And before we knew it, the tables were turned and she was like ministering to us and encouraging oh, us. Yeah. And like, I'm like, so oh, good. Jesus, thank you. This is so good. So um, we really appreciate you taking time. Absolutely. You have a powerful story mm-hmm. um, to see all that God mm-hmm. has done through you and what he's taught you, who he's shown himself to be to you uh, as a nurturer, as a comforter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that whether you're listening to this or watching this, that you can be encouraged that. Um, what you're walking through is a season. It's mm-hmm. a season. And I love how I recently heard someone say, you know, after the death of their parent or their 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 dad, their father, um, that they took all of that pain, they took all of those questions, mm-hmm. they took every every single thing, and they, it's almost like they put it in kind of like a cup and, and put it into the fire and offered it up to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, as like an offering, because the pain, a lot of the pain and the suffering we walk through we won't have to to do that one day that'll be gone right on the other side you know what i mean when when we're with him we won't have that opportunity to offer it up to jesus and and so i love i love seeing that and hearing that from your story i thought about when you were talking about your hearing yeah and stuff like that i thought my mind just paused for a second and i thought that's something that she may lose temporarily but that's not something like when you think about the eternal picture. Isn't it cool to think that one day will everything will be restored? Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So good. That is. It really is. So we would love a chance, a second to pray for you. Yeah. If we can absolutely. do that and pray for everybody who's listening. If you're walking through loss, if you're walking through pain, if you're walking through just a really hard season, uh, be encouraged by Danielle's story mm-hmm. that um, there's always hope because there's always mm-hmm. his presence with you. To walk with you through it i mean you've heard that today you've heard that through through her story so mm-hmm. father we just want to uh thank you and we want to bless our sister we want to bless danielle's life right now and, and mm-hmm. thank you for her family we thank you for her husband her kiddos thank you god for this this entire family that you're establishing that you have established and that you've been so faithful to mm-hmm. and god we just want to pray that you continue to bless them richly bless them really good and i pray that father that even through this opportunity um, that Danielle's story will go forward and will change lives mm-hmm. and will be a, an impact on those whose hearts are hurting and, and fearful and uh, just questioning the next step. I pray that her example and uh, just her confidence and her strength uh, would literally be given uh, to those who, who are listening, who are watching. and. Uh, we're just grateful. We're grateful for stories like this that can that always have the promise of restoration at the end of it. We know that you're a restorer, that you are uh, a redeemer, and God, that you're going to always work through your children for the for the good. Mm-hmm. There's always good to find, and so we we choose that this day, and we thank you uh, again for this conversation. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm.